Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table. This is a radio show and podcast created to spotlight the people of our region who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The song that you just heard was sung by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She comes from Madisonville, Tennessee, and uh, she's gotten quite popular. Today, we are setting the table with craft beer made in Tennessee. Now I know not everybody's a fan of drinking, and if I'm speaking to you, maybe you can bear with us here and consider the great agricultural and economic gains craft beer has to our regional economy. If you're already a fan of the craft beer, then I think you're going to really enjoy the show. We also get to hear from that sassy Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. She shares with us today Chef Edward Lee's grit and sorghum ice cream recipe by way of Appalachian food writer Ronnie Lundy's book entitled Sorghum Savor. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate your good company. Now let's get started. Next Saturday, June 25th, as a continuation of the Summer on Broadway Festival in downtown Maryville, Tennessee, there is an event taking place called Hops in the Hills, and that's the feature of our show today. A group of craft beer and community-minded volunteers got together and created this event last year, and it was such a success that they're celebrating the second annual Hops in the Hills Festival this year. It's a celebration of fermentation with Tennessee-made products in mind. Over 29 Tennessee brewers will be present at the festival. The hours are 4 to 8, and free to the public from 2 o'clock until 3.15 is a panel of five Tennessee brewers who will gather and talk on the subject of brewing in Tennessee. The seminar portion of this event, again, is free, and it's open to the public. There is no registration to attend, and it's located in the upper floor of Barley's in Maryville. Today, we visit with Christine Collins. She's part of the Board of Directors for Hops in the Hills, a Maryville College graduate, and a passionate advocate for growing regional foodway connections and economy. Let's join Christine now. So, Christine, good to see you today. And you as well, Amy. Yeah, thanks. What's the whole idea behind this whole 
big event? Well, uh, this is our second year doing Hops in the Hills, and it's a part of the bigger Summer on Broadway event, uh, and that's going to be happening on June 25th. Um, the Summer on Broadway is the entire weekend, but Hops in the Hills specifically is going to be a small beer festival taking place at the municipal lot next to Barley's downtown. And we are, you know, basically it's a celebration of fermentation, and that's the kind of the tagline that we've we've started with. And the whole reason behind it is to really cull the interest and and the fanaticism behind craft beer and put it toward, you know, a fun event that we can have here in Maryville that would be extremely local to us. And along with that, bring in local breweries and make it very much Tennessee-centric, which is something that we haven't seen at other brewery festivals. Mm-hmm. So really, that that's the idea behind it and the whole reason why we wanted to, to make this one specific to our area. I mean, everyone here in East Tennessee, I think, has a little bit bigger tie to the land and tie to the area and the community than I've seen in a lot of different places. And so I think that that just goes to show, you know, with all of us getting together and trying to plan this event, that was something that was important to all of us. Absolutely. Well, whenever Fall Festival, you know, finally finished it with its last year, I think that was in 2014, there was basically a void left in the social calendar for the community. And this was one of the things that was brought up and, and offered up as an opportunity for us to, to produce, you know, a really interesting, fun event for the community that was different than anything we'd ever had done before. So uh, I think that that was, that was part of the reason. Obviously, the craft beer culture has been growing uh, steadily in Tennessee over the last you know, decade or so, and it, this is a way to showcase that. Also, one of your board members, Trent, he is the owner of Hellbender Hops. He really wants people in this area to grow hops. Absolutely. So, I mean, agriculturally speaking, we're not as high in elevation as North Carolina, for sure. But um, Cascade hops grow real well in this area. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that all these regional um, beer makers have told my husband and I, because we're thinking about growing them, mm-hmm. um, that they'll buy all we make. Yeah. So, but it, it is a long-term kind of thing. It is. And unfortunately, I don't think that the yield... Uh, Mm -hmm. is quite large enough right now Mm -hmm. to be able to supply, say, a brewery like Yazoo Mm -hmm. that is so large uh, with all of their hops. I don't think that's necessarily the goal, but Mm -hmm. definitely to use locally grown ingredients has has been something I think that's been important to a lot of different breweries in the area. Um, I mean, people are using things like sorghum that has been produced in East Tennessee. Uh, They're using fruits and veggies in their beers now, you know, anything from carrots to peaches and things like that. Then you've got, you know, different grains that have been produced in the area, uh, along with honey. So uh, there's all kinds of different additives that can go into these beers to flavor them in in different ways that will, you know, yield in a pretty interesting beer market for sure. Well, Tennessee is so agriculturally rich and has such a long history of that that it only seems right that it would continue into this new sector. If you've just joined us, you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee's own community radio station, WDVX, out in Knoxville. After the short break, we'll continue with our conversation with Christine Collins. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Magpie's Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block off Broadway on North Central Street. 
Magpies West is now open on Bearden Hill, right inside the Village Exchange. That's just east of Calhoun's. A convenient pickup location for special orders and a variety of fresh baked goods daily. And Pie Day on Friday. Orders can be taken in person at both locations or by phone. Operating hours 12 to 5 Monday through Friday and 12 to 4 on Saturdays. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles. From a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes to a country club affair with a custom creation. Magpies.com. All butter, all the time. Let's join back up with Christine Collins with a little more detail about the celebration of fermentation festival called Hops in the Hills. Well, Christine, um, speaking about Hops in the Hills, there's a little component to it, which is a seminar, and there are different speakers that are going to be presenting about their craft, and could you speak a little bit about what that seminar is all about and the location? Yeah, well, I think in the beginning last year, we wanted to make sure that there was an educational component to this festival. We didn't want it to just be come, drink, enjoy, and, and go home. We wanted to actually share a little bit of knowledge about, you know, beer in general, what's going on in the area. And so last year we had a Beer 101 course and had, you know, some folks get up at Barley's in the music room there and interview them and, and have them talk about the brewing process. Uh, and just really kind of cover all bases that way. Uh, we also had Trent come and talk about growing hops and, you know, how important they are to the brewing process. Obviously, that's one of the main ingredients, um, but also how he's being able to exploit that here and to, to really make an impact agriculturally. So we wanted to continue the education this year and do something a little bit different. So what we've done is we've uh, assembled a, a crew of about four folks that are going to uh, speak about the brewing industry in general and hopefully focus on exactly what's going on in Tennessee and how the brewing industry is growing and changing and where we can improve and what strides need to be made as far as maybe establishing guilds and, and really getting those community ties together so that people feel shored up by each other and, and supported and, and are able to grow in that way. So um, the lineup as of right now is Christopher Snyder uh, from Blue Tick Brewery. We've also got Ari from Wiseacre, and then we also have Jeremy Walker, and he is the sales director for Yeehaw Brewing, and they're in Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, he's been in the brewing industry in Tennessee for a long time, worked for distributors and other breweries, and really just has a huge base of knowledge for us to kind of pick at, so that's great. A uh, newer addition to that is uh, Ari Glantz, and she is one of the brewers for Wiseacre Brewing out of Memphis. So we wanted to make sure that we had a little representation from a little further west in Tennessee. So yeah. she's going to be able to give us a different perspective there. Also, I wanted to tackle uh, what it's like to be a female in the brewing industry and, and exactly how uh, that's gone for her and, and her experiences as far as that goes. Absolutely. Uh, and then we're uh, excited to have Daniel Heisler, and he is from the Blackberry Farm Brewing Company here in Maryville. So the seminar is actually free to the public, and it is from the hours of 2 o'clock to 3.15, and I believe it's upstairs in the Barley's upstairs area of the Maribel Barley's? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it'll be in the music room there upstairs, so we've got everybody set up with chairs and things like that. 
Uh, we'll have a question answer period at the end there so that we can you know, welcome some feedback and some input and some questions from, from the community. So yeah, and then uh, the addition of Todd White, who is uh, yes. the professor there at South College for the beer program. Uh, really excited to have him as well. So uh, with both of you guys leading the discussion, I think that'll work out quite well. Yeah, definitely. So Christine, there are a lot of people that have been involved with this board. Could you tell us who all are the driving members of this board of directors that have started this festival? Kim Farmer Mitchell has been a wonderful godsend to us. She works for Blunt Partnership and has basically started the entire event and kind of gotten this motley crew together and uh, and she's been so supportive and and really our biggest cheerleaders on trying to find ways to really make an impact in the community with this event and make it interesting and fun and and really just Kim is really our our driving force and our champion on that one Um, and then we've got Dave Freeman and he's been you know a really great force in the beer community here in Maryville and uh, he's so knowledgeable and really just wants to share that. So he really has been a, a key part of, of drawing this group together. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, myself, uh, Trent Gilland, uh, who's obviously uh, owner of Hellbender Hops and a good friend, and really, uh, again, wants to, to draw attention to the craft beer you know, movement here in East Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and then you know we have people like Scott Shanklin, who is just a fan and an aficionado just like myself. Um, he's really worked hard to head up the volunteer committee this year and done an excellent job with that. Um, so yeah, we've got a great crew of people um, and we've been able to hopefully uh, exploit everyone's connections and, and make sure that we are able to, to involve as many people as possible. Um, in the event. It, we really have had a great time with this. Um, it's mm-hmm. odd that you would maybe look forward to uh, going to meetings, but we really do have a great time. <laughs> it is fun. The, the one I attended, oh my goodness. Just a, <laughs> just a great group of people. Yeah, really. Well, and Christine, will you tell us about yourself a little bit? I believe I heard a Maryville College yeah. connection. Yes, yes. I attended Maryville College. Uh, I moved to Tennessee in 91. I uh, originally grew up in Southern California and, uh, you know, obviously fell in love with the area. I've got family that's from here uh, that originated in Carpenter's Campground area. So that's all my all my kin. And uh, then I've been working for the uh, Aubrey's Restaurant Group for a long, long time, and really have enjoyed that. Um, I managed for the company and actually just got transferred back to the Maribel location, so I'm really excited about that, to be back in town. Really excited to be on the committee and, and yeah. be able to make an impact. So, Christine, for this festival, how do people find it on all your media platforms? Uh, well, we've got a Twitter handle, which is Hops in the Hills. Uh, just just Hops in the Hills. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. It's a Hops in the Hills Craft Beer Festival, uh, also easily searchable. And then we are hopsinthehills.com, so all very straightforward. And you've been listening to an interview with Christine Collins, board member of the organization that puts on the festival, Hops in the Hills. And for this event, the entertainment will be hometown favorite Jay Clark. Details about all of our topics and guests can be found at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Just look for the link that says listen to the show. If you've just joined us, you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table radio show and podcast. 
broadcasting on the radio waves every Saturday morning from Knoxville, Tennessee at 89.9 FM and streamed live at WDVX.com. You can always listen to this show on your schedule at TennesseeFarmTable.com or check out our podcast on iTunes. And now it's In the Kitchen with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. When I was little and my mama used to serve us grits, we would always put butter, sugar, and milk in it while she and my dad just used salt and pepper. She would laugh at us and tell us that we were making something called poor man's ice cream. So imagine my surprise when I opened up Ronnie Lundy's new book, Sorghum Saver, to find Chef Edward Lee's recipe for sorghum and grits ice cream. But trust me, there's nothing poor about his dish. Lee is a four-time James Beer nominee for Best Chef Southeast and is the owner of 610 Magnolia and Milkwood, both located in Louisville, Kentucky. When Lundy spoke with him about sorghum, it seemed he was as passionate about the subject as she is, recognizing the tiniest of details that can be different in taste depending on where the sorghum cane is grown and how the sorghum cane is processed. And I love that he's taken a traditional Appalachian ingredient like grits and sorghum and is presenting them in a more refined form than that simple bowl of grits with butter and sugar that I once enjoyed. If you'd like to make Lee's sorghum and grits ice cream, all you need is one and a half cups of milk, one and a half cups of heavy cream, three-fourths cups sorghum syrup, plus more for drizzling, a tablespoon of light brown sugar, one large egg, plus one egg yolk, a pinch of sea salt, and a third cup of cooked grits, dried and separated. Now first what you need to do is cook the grits, and I'm not talking about making quick grits. You need to buy the good stuff, like from Anson Mills, McEwen and Sons, or even our local guy, Shelton's Farm, uh, get his grits. Then you cook them per package directions. Rinse with cool water at, while they're in a sieve. Shake well and let it drain. Then you pour them out onto a baking sheet, and then you separate the grits with your fingers, trying to make them into a single layer. Let them air dry for an hour or so. And you need to come back every once in a while and, and separate them again because as they continue to dry, they'll separate a little easier. So while the grits are drying, you need to pour milk, cream, sorghum, and brown sugar into a saucepan over medium heat and bring it to a gentle simmer. Stir until the cream mixture is smooth. And then in a separate bowl, whisk together the egg and the egg yolk with just a pinch of salt. Now slowly pour the warm cream mixture into the egg mixture, stirring continuously until it's well combined. Pour the custard through a fine mesh sieve and then let cool in the refrigerator for a couple of hours. 
When you're ready to prepare the ice cream, you need to pour that custard into the ice cream maker and freeze according to the manufacturer's instructions. Then right before it's done, take the grits that you've let dry and pour them into the custard just a little bit at a time until they're all mixed into the ice cream. Then pour the custard and grit mixture into another container, place in the freezer for about an hour. When you're ready to eat it, you need to let the ice cream sit out for about 15 minutes before you serve and drizzle with a top of sorghum. This recipe makes about six servings and darling, it will stick to your ribs. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care. Family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Way. And here's something going on today I wanted to share. CAC Beardsley Community Farm is hosting a community workday and summer weed management garden class that's today from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. The community workday hours are 9 to 12. Wear your gloves and bring some water. And the summer weed management class will go over chemical-free ways to control weeds in your garden. That part will take place from 12.30 until 2 p.m. More information by phone at 865-546-8446, online at beardsleyfarm.org. Another event that's going on the same day, the 25th, is the WDVX IM's Meadowlark Music Festival. That is from the hours from 12 p.m. until 11 p.m., and there are numerous musical acts that are going to perform. Patrick Beasley Band, Grassroots Gringos, Red Shoes and Rosin, Four Leaf Pete, The Pinklets, The Barstool Romeos, Southern Culture on the Skids, and Dale Watson and His Lone Stars. Tickets will be $25 through June 24th and $35 at the gate. Children 10 and under are free. This is a fundraiser for WDVX Radio and IAM's Nature Center. More information at WDVX.com. This is Bill Claybo with Foothills Land Conservancy, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on Tennessee's own WDVX. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today at the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here next week at 9 or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I-Sunshine.com.
We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast on your smartphone, tablet, or computer, or on iTunes. Or just search for Tennessee Farm Table. A big list of all of our shows will appear. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.